Hello, and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace and Trade. I'm Samanda Rochefort, supervising video producer at Polygon, and I'm joined today by executive director of Rebellion Pack, tireless midterms worker, Brianna oh. Wu. How's it going tonight? <laughs> I am going on adrenaline and coffee and dreams. I'm running How on convenient. dreams. Yes, it's <laughs> awesome. I, cool. I wanted to ask you something fun before we started. So you said to me before we were like recording tonight, like, hey, I just got in from the gym. And I didn't know you went to the gym. What Ooh, do you did I, what did you I went say to? gym? I think yes. I said I worked out. You worked out. Okay. By which I meant I did eleven minutes of ring fit in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> That's legit. Ring fit is hard. Like it is. Oh my God. I I could literally get on my treadmill right now and run 10 miles no big deal. And ring fit just kicks my butt. I mean, what about you? Absolutely. Like I I hadn't done it for a while and it it does let you lower the difficulty level when you come back (laughs) after a long time, which I did. I was stuck on, I I had stopped apparently right before a boss battle. So I was stuck on that for days and I finally got past it uh, last week. And um, you're like going out in real life. You're like, I got to shoot these anabolic steroids into my neck so I can beat this boss. (laughs) But genuinely, though, and I, I swear we're, we're we're off topic, and it's fine. We'll do, we'll yes. we'll blast through it. There's only two of us tonight, so I know we're that yeah. we're gonna go through the show quicker than we would. <laughs> um, I notice immediately the difference when I'm doing ring fit. Like there's this one stretch that they have you do where, like you you lace your fingers together, then you turn your hand palm hands palms out, and you kind of go into a squat while stretching your arms out ahead of you, I and hate it's stretched for one. your lower back. Oh, I hate yeah, it's that really one. hard, or at least it's hard for me. But I noticed like even a couple times of doing it, and it's always one of the cool down stretches that they make you do. It is immediately so much easier for me than it was when I picked Ring Fit back up again a couple weeks ago. So it's 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 nuts how fast you start noticing your body just becoming stronger. Like I'm not talking about like physical changes in the mirror or anything, but just like, oh, squatting is a, is noticeably easier for me now. I can I can feel it. <laughs> for me, it's like, you know, I have I have some pretty good equipment in my house. And it's yeah. like, how is this $50 ring for children kicking my butt so badly. It's awful. Oh my god. It's gosh. cool. I yes. I, def- I still recommend it years later. Um all right, well let's get into the show. We've got a, a grab bag of exciting topics for you tonight. We're going to do a quick update on what else but chess. Uh and then we will be talking about some interesting uh, it's a lot of online communities tonight. We're going to be talking about Elon Musk again. Sorry oh. for that. We're going to be talking about Overwatch 2, which is having a checkered launch right now. And then we'll be talking about, yes, the conservative dating app, The Right Stuff. And if you are a boosty, one of our Rocket Booster subscribers, we have a scam town for you, the likes of which has never (laughs) been seen because it is about Irish dancing. Um, (laughs) That's that's the best scam. Irish traditional dancing is a scam. That's like... Yeah, sometimes you see rockets and you're like, it's like Jesus is riding rocket news for us. And I know. that's just what happened. Well, and that's how I felt uh, as we get into our first topic, which is uh, Elon Musk walking back purchasing Twitter. Oh. Uh, but before that, 
chess.com brief update. So as we've covered for the last two weeks, there's this huge drama going on in the chess world. A uh, grandmaster has accused a young, uh, like 19-year-old American grandmaster of cheating and quit a match with him. Now chess.com, the primary, you know, online chess authority, has released a 72-page report saying it believes that Hans Niemann cheated in more than 100 games. Uh, That report was viewed and reported on by the Wall Street Journal the day before it came out. Um, And the chess world continues to be in complete strife. Uh, Notably, Niemann is still scheduled to play as of uh, Wednesday, October 5th at the U.S. Chess Championship, which is happening soon. I think my main takeaway from this, Brie, is that there are chess competitions happening all the time. I didn't know that. They're just constantly, it's every every week with these guys, they're playing chess out there. And they're cheating. I mean, I feel, I feel like, a, I feel like my takeaway from this is don't give people the benefit of the doubt. Jump on the hate wagon on Twitter immediately. <laughs> <laughs> show no judgment, show no restraint, because if it turns out they're guilty, you're going to feel like a jerk store, which is what I feel like. No, no. I think that you are a beautiful, innocent, unsullied soul. Uh, And that's what I want our listeners to take away from this. All right. But speaking of uh, beautiful, innocent, unsullied souls. Yeah. 100 times. 100 times. I mean, 100 times. Brie, if they're playing chess every freaking day. You rack up those 100 times easy. <laughs> I don't even think I've used Game Genie to cheat in NES games 100 times in my life. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's a good... I've maybe cheated 100 times playing Age of Empires when I was a kid. Yeah. Assuming that I played like more than 100 distinct games of it. I was cheating right and left, but that was against myself. You know, for the fun of it, I I cheat on these games to like learn the mechanics and then to play not cheating. So, how do you feel about tilting in pinball? Uh, I don't do it, and I should know how to do it better than I do. But just to be honest with you, I don't use uh like ring fit enough to have the upper body strength to shake the machine. <laughs> so, so like you're talking about a six hundred pound machine. So I just I suck at it. Frank is actually very good. Yeah. I mean, the argument against tilting is that it could damage your machines, which I know that yeah. you uh, treat very preciously yes. and respect. So, yeah, to a certain extent, it's it's the sport. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're not banging a machine like a eight year old is going to bang a machine in a pinball That's true. arcade, right? I mean, Frank and- Frank is more like a ten year old. <laughs> totally different. <laughs> And so what if you lose and you slam your fist into the glass? <laughs> uh, I've done that a few times, but yeah. yes. We, we've all been there. All right, let's talk about Elon Musk and Twitter. We've got a couple new updates for you. As previously covered on the show, Elon Musk snuck his way onto Twitter's board, bought up a bunch of stock in ways that are questionable, and then said, baby, I'm buying Twitter. They inked a deal. He said, I, I waive my right uh, to, uh, what's the word? Due diligence? Is yep. that it? Yep, due diligence. Um, I'll buy Twitter. And then uh, almost immediately got some cold feet and said, do I want this unprofitable social media platform that's so specific that I do spend 100% of my time on, but do I actually want to be responsible for it? Oh, no, maybe not. Can I not buy Twitter? Also, 
I think it's overrun by bots. I think most of your users are bots, and I um, I don't like that. You <laughs> lied to me. Elon, you waived due diligence. No, I was lied to. Um, anyway, so Twitter took him to court. They're in court right now in Delaware, where Twitter is uh, based, owned from, and now... Excitingly, Elon Musk is saying such things as maybe I will buy Twitter. Who said that I wouldn't buy Twitter? Not me. Um, I've read a couple people's takes on this, uh, most notably Casey Newton um, and his newsletter platformer and Ryan Broderick in Garbage Day. Everyone agrees that there is basically no point in trying to analyze <laughs> why or why not Elon Musk would do a thing. Uh, Ryan Broderick's newsletter, basically, in the headline, he's like, people who are theorizing on Twitter about what what Musk's game here is are writing fan fiction. <laughs> um, but Casey do you, do did... Think, oh, I mean, I'm not a journalist, so I can just speculate on here. I mean, I think it's because those those messages were, well, I think it's one of two things. Um, you know, I think that the text messages were extremely embarrassing for everybody involved. And let's be really honest, when you are a billionaire and you're in a network of other billionaires, like you don't want to be the jerk in the group that's getting uh, drawn into litigation and leaking everybody's ass all over the place, mm -hmm. right? This yeah. is exactly yeah. one of the things I wanted to talk about, because I, I think yeah. the last time we talked about this, you possibly posed the question of when does he become embarrassing enough that other billionaires and millionaires will not want to like will not lend him the money will not give him the benefit of the doubt will not invest in his next venture right. and what's happened now like through the course of this trial through the discovery is as you said text messages from his fellow wealthy people have been disclosed they're offering yeah. advice they're offering money as the deal is going down like talking him through these things and those conversations have now been made public which you're you're absolutely correct is deeply embarrassing <laughs> yeah so i i think that's part of it i mean honestly simone like imagine if like if our rocket group chat uh which only talks about jesus christ our lord and savior so uh, and tech news um, um but if that group chat were to leak because of me i would feel really embarrassed right like for you and christina just because we've always stuff there that's you know just our stuff right mm -hmm. i i think there's a certain amount of just uh, human stuff going on there but even beyond that um if you it, it, and forgive me for being skeptical about this but if you really read what he has said and if you really read um what twitter said in response he's offering to draw the lawsuit for the original price. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't say if he's going to immediately close, blah, blah, blah. Maybe they drop the lawsuit and then he's got uh, another six months to get the financing together for oh. it. You know, this is, let's just go back in history with Musk and Tesla. This is something he did with uh, the uh, the original uh, Tesla Roadster. He came out, he's like, we got this huge Im infusion of capital. We're all fine. Like the stock price jumped and it turned out he was still like 
working on it for another six months. He's done that multiple times with Tesla. So personally, like, do I believe he has all that financing lined up today to do that deal? I I don't. And I don't blame mm-hmm. Tesla and Twitter at all for wanting to go through with the lawsuit and 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 like get the 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 civil uh, uh, procedure involved with this. So you, yeah, no, you raise a really good point that like if he the, if he then drags his feet or then drags his feet and changes his mind again, it's got to be hugely expensive for Twitter to pursue this lawsuit as it is. Like even now. Um, he could just kind of continue to indefinitely cause problems for them potentially. Yeah, and that's a uh, super annoying uh for everyone. I, I, I yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely see that position, especially with the with what you've said about his past actions and kind of taking his time to gather finances while leading people on. Um, I mean, it is billions of dollars, you know, time, time is on his side. I mean, time is, time is helpful, particularly when, you know, the United States is in a recession right now. I mean, if we do it six months from now, maybe the markets will be bet will be better. Maybe it will be cheaper. Maybe Tesla stock will have rebounded, et cetera, et cetera. hundred percent. It's so another aspect of it, I think is relevant is that, uh, do according to statements that the judge has said and uh, evidence presented by Twitter's team, it does like the case is not looking great for Elon Musk as it is now. Um, obviously, no like sound results yet, but it's not looking good. I, I, embarrassment could be another potential angle if it looks like he's legitimately going to like lose a case in court and be like <laughs> forced at gunpoint to purchase Twitter. It does look less embarrassing to to change his mind and go, no, I will magnanimously purchase your failing platform <laughs> that I think is full of bots anyway. Well, it's why, you know, this week he's pivoting to, you know, th- this is a pattern with Musk to like put out his uh, visions of the future, right? Like whether it's uh, chips in your brain or robot taxis or you know, Tesla bots, which I hope we can get into, uh, you know, Musk loves to put out his vision of the future. And when he's talking about X, the everything app, his, his intention is very clear. Um, you know, um, billionaires see what WeChat has been in China. Uh, Mm -hmm. so when I go to Frank's uh, family reunions, uh, all of his relatives there use WeChat and they're Mm -hmm. frankly surprised when we aren't on it. Right. Uh, so um, it, it's this social media. Uh, it, it started off as like a messaging app in China and then it turned into just how you buy everything online in China, how you talk, how you plan things, how you, you know, uh, buy music. It's just literally used for everything. Mm-hmm. So when Musk is, is talking about turning, you know, Twitter into X, the everything app, you know, it's a fairly uninspiring vision of let's do the American version of of, of WeChat, which I just I, I just don't see any future for Twitter where it you know supplants you know eBay and Google and all these other services. It just it doesn't seem realistic. Yeah, it's tough, especially from the position it's in right now. Where uh, I, I guess I could go both ways on this because it is still in the zeitgeist. It is still hugely popular. Ha- and and the people that kind of 
maintain its status are people who have power. Like Elon Musk, uh, the the venture capitalist class loves using Twitter. Journalists love using Twitter um, and disseminating information that way. Um, there, there, there's a a group of people who are like highly online and communicative who do treat it like a town square for better or for worse. I think it is a small part of the population, but it is a, a particularly vocal and um, a, a vocal part of the population that all has leverage with, within our, our broader culture. That being said, it's not exactly where the culture is headed. Like when you when you look at the ways that Snapchat and TikTok have taken over among younger demographics for again, for better or for worse. It's not it's not great. I'm not saying they're better, but Twitter doesn't necessarily have that cachet. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I do. I do. I I I don't think I'm the only one that feels like Twitter could be coming to the end of its days, which which makes me sad because it's mm-hmm. my primary social media network. But Simone, I I gotta tell you, if if it, it looks like he's gonna put Trump back on there, mm-hmm. and if every single day I log on, it's some crazy, uh, you, you know, rant from that dude and. You've got must saying like stuff. I mean, I'll just be straight with you. I'm looking for a new home. I mean, if, yeah. if there's something else that comes along that can feed my knowledge of things as they're happening in the mm. way Twitter does, I, I I don't care if I'm verified. I don't care if I have 120,000 followers. I'm, I'm going to jump ship, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just it's it's it feels like it's going in such a toxic direction that I just I can't go. Does and, that make sense? Yeah. And on that note, morale at Twitter is still pretty low. And according to Business Insider, 700 Twitter employees left in September alone, uh, which is tough. Um, and I have a lot of sympathy for the people who are working there now and maybe whether or not they enjoy their jobs as they are, they are kind of all in dread of, or I, I shouldn't speak for all of them. There, there's a portion of Twitter that's just like, ugh. and I, I can, how could you not feel that way? Considering the, the future of your workplace is just kind of a big question mark. That's got to be stressful um, for anyone. So that sucks. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, before we move on from this topic, can we talk just a little bit about my ultra vi- viral tweet on the Tesla bus? Please that tell came me about out? your ultra viral tweet. <sighs> okay. So I am sitting there and I am, I am, um, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm watching the Tesla conference, the Tesla AI day, right? And I, I tune into it and I immediately, I go, Frank, stop everything. Turn the TV off. I've got a viral tweet. And and I turn my phone to the side. And I record what I've just seen. And I tweet it out. And it got 4 million views. <gasps> and Holy wanna, moly. And I want to tell you what that was and how Tesla tried to spin it with something disingenuous. <sighs> so um, now... All these news organizations and Tesla itself led with something. It's like, here is 
Tesla announces Optimus, the bot that's coming forward. And you'll see, even respectfully, the Verge led with this picture. It is a picture of a bulkier robot than what you saw with the like dancing dude in the spandex that announced Tesla bot. Um, That was the in-house prototype. Let's learn how to make a robot um, like basic thing that they have in house. That's insanely expensive is not for consumers. This thing does work. This will walk a little bit, albeit very slowly, and it will wave at the crowd. So the picture of this is what, respectfully, Verge and Elon and Tesla led with. This Uh gif of that. But if you kept watching the show, (laughs) later Elon goes, and we were hoping they would be able to walk and it won't just yet. I'm told it's going to walk in a week. Uh, but here it is, a picture of the actual Tesla bot, something of which this is what we're hoping to ship. And then for the, cam- the, 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 the screen rolls open and this music plays and this like, uh, like LCD behind it, the Tesla tunnel is going. It's like ultra high production values. <sighs> and you see these Three guys wheel this thing up like it's shaking back and forth. It barely works. No. It's literally trying to fall over. This is the actual Tesla bot. And for its big, like, debut for the world, it, like, turns to the side with one hand like Princess Wave, nearly (gasps) falls over. Another guy runs on the stage to stop it from falling over. And then they wheel it back. Elon goes, and then they slam the door shut. No. And that was the actual Tesla bot. And the media, I just respect to him. Everybody led with the, the, the like in-house development thing. And look, Anyone can build a, a robot if you got a million dollars. You can uh-huh. use off-the-shelf parts. The entire idea behind Tesla Bot is it's smaller, it uses less power, it's not bulky, it's human-shaped. And what they put forward on that does not work, Simone de Rochefort. And I caught that, which I'm very happy about. I'm, I, I'm looking at your tweet now. and It's you bad, are, right? It's how how is <laughs> the fact that there's three guys the fact that there's three guys to tr- holding it why why do they need three and then a fourth comes in and is like wait yeah. do i need to help and then leaves so quickly because he's like oh no okay okay you guys got this you guys got and what are they doing they're they stopping doing? it from falling over oh my god that's so I feel sorry for the bot. I feel sorry for him. He shouldn't have been made to go out. It's like it's like going on stage naked. Yeah. I mean, just don't show that, right? Like, Why would like you show it. Oh, uh, show a picture it, of it. Sorry, but if it's not walking, if it's being pushed and just waving a hand, you like you said, literally anything could do that. <laughs> it could be hydraulics. Like it doesn't that's that's a super simple mechanical like 
reproduction. Why, why Rob would you the show robot it? did that in the NES in 1986. Shut up. <laughs> like, like, like gyromite, you know? Oh my goodness. Oh it's, my goodness. Oh. All right. Okay. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, services, and even the content that you create. Squarespace has you covered. Uh, With Squarespace, you can perhaps sell your products in an online store, whether those products are physical or digital. Squarespace has the tools that you need to get selling online. And you can also use Squarespace's insights to grow that business. If you want to know like, hey, where are my site visits and sales even coming from? And and how, like, what's the best place for me to focus my attention to make sure that my message is getting out there? You can analyze those analytics in Squarespace. And once you've got the data, you can improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. It's got all that you need. And you will not experience the feeling of standing on stage and realizing that you're not wearing your underwear (laughs) because you can use Squarespace's beautiful tools to build a website and get previews of it anytime you want uh, on any platform. And the the websites automatically scale like for mobile, for desktop, etc. So you can be sure that they're going to look good. They won't look like crap. And then when you're ready to launch, you, you launch it and then it looks good and functions from the start. It's glorious. Um, head over to squarespace.com slash rocket for a free trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code rocket to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash rocket. And when you decide to sign up, use the offer code rocket to get 10% off your first purchase and share your support for rocket. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. I love that I don't just get a show, I get a a show, right? It's like song and dance. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. Everyone loves it. You're entertaining the people. people. (laughs) Overwatch 2. The sequel to Overwatch. Long spoken of long under siege from its own problems has launched it has launched um sort of in a way yeah so (laughs) initially so as of it's as of today overwatch 2 has been struggling with a massive dos attack as uh people are trying to log in but also or affecting people who are trying to log in but people are also attacking the game itself. Uh, many people have gotten in. Others are just completely stuck loading at 0% or getting unexpected server errors and disconnects. That is uh, a, a big problem that has affected it on its launch day. Blizzard says they're working on fixes to make that stop happening. Um, and that's just that. that So that's a that's a slice of. Of what's been going on here. Overwatch 2, of course, launches without some of the content that has been promised for it. Uh, Story content, 
which has been kind of teased ever since Overwatch launched in 2016, as well as replayable co-op missions, which have been part of Overwatch during special events, are, are still TBD. What it is is a new free-to-play Overwatch. It does have new maps. It's got additional heroes. Uh, it's got an, an additional gameplay mode as well as other cosmetic changes and like gameplay changes to the way that the heroes work. Um, but I, th I think the biggest things that the, the biggest thing that people are focusing on right now is both the difficulty that some people are have accessing the game as well as, of course, the new free to play battle pass model, which it has adopted. And I definitely have things to say about that. But Brie, I am curious to know what you are, what your initial reactions are to the launch of Overwatch. Yeah, let's get through it one at a time. Uh, first of all, I, I've been really excited about this. Um, I know a lot of people have been really down on Overwatch 2, um, asking, like, I think fairly, like, is there enough here to make it worth the sequel? I mean, one of the things they did was they went from uh, six players to, to uh, five players mm -hmm. on each team. So uh, if you're an off-tank main like me, because I play D.Va, uh, that puts a lot of pressure on you because you don't have a main <laughs> tank, uh, a main tank to, to really pull for the team. Uh, uh, so... There, there were a lot of questions like that, but I was, you know, I, I feel like Overwatch was such a polished experience that I was willing to uh, wait in, and play it in person. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, I haven't been able to get in. I mean, have you managed to play uh, a game yet? Not yet. Well, let me correct that. So all day yesterday, I was trying to get in and couldn't. I Ugh. did get up at 4.30 this morning, and I got about five games in uh, before it kicked me out around 6 a.m. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what time zone woke up at that time? Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess, no, that, that'd be the East Coast. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> or, wait, no, 6 a.m. You're on the East Coast. What am I talking yeah, about? Yeah, I'm on, it's I'm Greenland. on the correct coast with you. Yeah, we we're are not on one the good of those coast. wrong coast. Yeah, we're not bad coast people. Interesting. Uh, but I mean, my point here is, I played it, and like the the DDoS attack, uh, like like reporting, is dead on. You just can't get in. Uh, but having played it, I I want to be honest and say, it doesn't feel any different to mm. me i'm sure if you really get up to the meta levels of play uh you know because when you're playing overwatch at the highest levels it's like hey you know uh farah is a bad matchup for diva because like her hitbox lets you you know generate ultimate like you know yeah. there's all that really high level stuff that when you really play it you learn um you know, i'm sure it will be there but like the the experience of, of playing it feels exactly like Overwatch 1 to me. Mm -hmm. that, it, that, I think, leads nicely into the thing that I'm having the most thoughts about because I haven't played it yet, uh, which is the financial model. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I, I might have an opinion that is controversial okay. for once in my life. So... The criticism that it is too similar to Overwatch 1, I completely understand. And I also, if I were still a regular player of Overwatch 1, a game that I spent money on, I would probably, I imagine, be pretty bummed about it going offline, which it did on Monday of this week. Um, 
I, which I understand, you know, for server and, and cost reasons, I understand why it was taken offline. However, sad, still sad, always sad to see a, a beloved game be taken offline. That being said, I think that this free-to-play Battle Pass model does make complete sense for Overwatch and almost it makes it being a sequel make sense for me mm-hmm. because Overwatch launched, like I said, I, I think it was in beta in late 2015, came out in 2016. It predates a lot of the games that use this battle pass model now, like uh, Valorant, like Halo Infinite, obviously, which just came out last year, Fortnite, notably Apex Legends, uh, Call of Duty Warzone. These are all games that have battle passes and function on the battle pass model. Overwatch, I think, cost, did it cost $40? I think so, yeah. Yeah, $40. And the idea was, okay, you're going to continue spending money on the game to, you know, in in the way that you do on online games, you're going to continue spending money on it because Blizzard is going to offer you cosmetics. And every so often, there's going to be a cool event, there's going to be a bunch of new skins, and you're going to say, okay, I want these skins, I'm going to buy some loot boxes and do a little bit of light gambling. And I'm going to try to get some new skins. (laughs) Um, And that was kind of that was that's basically how it went at the time 2016. And what I think has changed so notably since then is that Fortnite came out and said, all right, we've got your double currencies. We've got your real currency. We've got your fake currency. We've got currency that you're you're earning by playing this hell game. Um, And we're going to offer you a battle pass. And it doesn't necessarily come with like it. Unlike, you know, buying a loot box in Overwatch, you know what you're going to get and you're going to get it. By playing this game, you're going to work your way up into it. And it, it's a really, really compelling model. I, I do think it is exploitative uh, as a person who <laughs> has paid for the battle pass and earned enough money to get the next battle pass. I think I'm being exploited. Um, that being said, like that, it it is a, I think, more um, an easier way to spend money on a game. I I think it is easier to get caught in the loop of spending money on the game. And that is what Activision Blizzard want. And I think it's the modern, uh, for better, I'm I'm saying for better or for worse a lot of times in this episode. I think I'm going to call it the episode that. Like, this is how these huge multiplayer, like, team battle games work now. And I, it totally makes sense to me that Blizzard would look at that and say, like, okay, so we launched this right before this became the big trend we got to take another swing at this one. Like, it, I think it's just purely financial. So, I mean, two things. Uh, I just want to draw attention to the fact that uh, I am not the only person who did manage to log in and was really angry to see that despite giving Blizzard my phone number, uh, which is a requirement to play Overwatch 2, uh, that none of my uh, skins that I worked so hard to earn in Overwatch 1 carried over, that they sucks. better damn well fix that because it blows. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's not great. That's not great. Uh, that's one thing. Um, I, 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 uh, it's I, not great what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I don't have Christina Bucks, but I do have Brianna Bucks, which is, yeah. you know, I'm not really sensitive if... I'm not that sensitive to like a battle pass or not battle pass. What, what I care about 
is the long-term longevity of the game and having a healthy player base. And frankly, having some newbies to smurf on because that's (laughs) always a really good time. So if this new model will make those kids come in and get killed by Aunt Brianna (laughs) in Overwatch... It seems like oh, a not positive to me because I don't really care how Blizzard gets paid. I'll pay them either way they want to get paid, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's it's Fortnite, Halo. This is just the way the, the industry is moving. And um, I, I think for this game, I, like, like, it's fine. I don't care. Yeah. And, you know, I, I do think a battle pass even as I, I do think it is still exploitative, I do think it is better than loot boxes. I know Overwatch has gotten into trouble in the EU over its its loot boxes. It genuinely does compel you to keep rolling those dice and see what you get. With um, freaking Fortnite, like with the Battle Pass, I, I look at a list of everything. I say, okay, I need to get to this level. And I know I can do that without spending additional money. Um and obviously, I am <laughs> giving all of my data and time to Epic Games. It's not great. However, it is a lot more transparent. Um, so I I think that that's not nice to see. <laughs> it is relevant. I think it's relevant to note. <laughs> I, I am honestly, I mean, if I can log in, if I can download the dang thing and log in, I'm excited to to try it. I've got to play Splatoon this week, but it, it's almost like they made. I, I know you were a junk rat main, and now we've got junk rat queen. So it's so made true. For you, you know, junker queen, junker queen. I, is that be. who you're going to main? I don't know yet. I mean, yeah. if she's fun. If she's fun, I'll do it. You better make up your mind because it's when you get in, you're going to be sweating. It sounds like I've got a lot of time to think about this, to be honest. So, yeah, I'll think about it. How can you not want to play with D.Va? She's the best character in the game. I did spend quite a bit of time with D.Va last time I played Overwatch, uh, but I don't think I was very good at D.Va. Really? (laughs) You got those rockets and like somebody's trying to attack you from above. Above and you just jetpack up in the air and launch defense matrix and bam this is on my their problem. Face. I yeah. was not good at the at Diva's mobility, which is oh. the thing that I think makes her really strong. Is that she? You know, a good Diva is literally just like rocketing around the map, and you're like, "What the heck? Your hitbox yeah. is huge, but you're everywhere." Yeah. Um, so I wasn't good at that part of Diva, and then also I had that combined with the boldness of knowing that I was a tank and I had so much HP, which makes me stupid. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know, I I think I'm better at at games now than I was now that I've put all this time into Fortnite and becoming goaded. So <laughs> what is I'm that excited mean, to try it again. At Fortnite? I don't, I've never played it I'm pretty freaking goaded much. at Fortnite, Brianna. I'll be, I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, really? This summer, I got goaded. Yeah. Well, I've never heard that term. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I'm glad to introduce you to the Zoomer uh, terminology <laughs> that I mistakenly use. Hey, this episode of Rocket is brought to you by trade coffee every day is precious and we should all make the most of everyone your day shouldn't start with mediocre grocery store coffee 
You deserve to start it with the best coffee that you can make at home from Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee is a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country directly to your home on your preferred schedule. Your trade experience can be as simple or as sophisticated as you want. You can quickly select from curated collections, sorting by by roast, by flavor profile, by brewing method, and more. And then their team of experts do all the work. They taste test hundreds of coffees. Oh, so difficult from across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. Or if you want something that's curated just for you, take a minute and complete their coffee questionnaire, and then you get matched with your perfect coffee and a fresh bag of beans is on its way to your door. I, the most recent one that I got, I am obsessed with. This one was so good. It is uh, PT's Ad Astra Signature Blend. It's described as roasty and smoky. Um, the, oh, I just read the description for the first time and I'm kind of devastated. If your coffee substitutes as breakfast, this one's for you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I've been called out. A dark roast of high density varieties. This blend will tide you over until your next cup. Close parentheses. This, it was so rich and so smoky and good. Like this was to me that, that just like perfect, really strong, robust cup of coffee, um, which is what I desire. I still need to uh, vote on it. Oh, it's an extra dark. No wonder it was so good. Um, So I get to rank that on their website. I get to give them a big thumbs up and say, you did real good with this one. Thank you. And then that then informs the next roast that I get sent, which is exciting. And I get them on a monthly schedule because that's what I decided. Simone, I am drinking Maxwell House from CVS like an animal. I've literally subscribed to this. Yeah, you gotta. Don't be, don't live like that. Don't live like that. Uh, Trade is the easiest way to get your best, your very best tasting coffee delivered fresh when you need it. And you've got nothing to lose because Trade guarantees you will love your first bag. And if not, They'll work with you to replace it for free. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash rocket. That is drinktrade.com slash rocket for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. Our thanks to Trade Coffee for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. <laughs> all right, let's talk about this terrible dessert you've brought to my attention, Brianna. Okay, okay. Who. But before we start, I just want to do the political thing and say we're going to strive to talk about this with respect for everybody that's gonna be my goal yeah i don't want to i i i if you're more conservative uh uh leaning rocket listener i don't want you to feel insulted by this segment and i'm going to talk about it with respect however there's some funny stuff with this app here i feel so i feel like even a conservative rocket listener would look at this app and go this is a scam (laughs) all right so uh, there is a new 
right-wing dating app out there called The Right Stuff. Uh, it is a quote-unquote uh, self-described conservative dating app founded by an interesting pedigree of people. Uh, t- former ex-Trump administration professionals uh, and Kaylee McEnany's sister among them, uh, oh. as well as a $1.5 million investment from Peter Thiel, our favorite blood-drinking uh Millionaire? Is he a millionaire or billionaire? He's a multi-billionaire. And let's be clear, <sighs> he's not blood drinking, he's blood stealing. That's so <laughs> true. Okay. Now see, that sounds like an allegedly he I think I I don't know. Stealing Brianna? Like that's okay. a pretty okay. heavy okay. allegation. He I think he's blood asking taking. blood asking. <laughs> Blood craving. He's asking for the blood of 20-somethings to extend his life. So, But he is not using this app to do it because there are only heterosexual dating options. <laughs> um, that being said, Peter Thiel definitely doesn't care what your pronouns are, but for all the wrong reasons, he just wants your blood. Um, <laughs> okay. This app, The Right Stuff exists um it's run into some problems so far uh one being that there's already a dating service called the right stuff the other being that there is a holocaust denying pro-nazi blog called the right stuff big oopsie or is it an oopsie question mark uh it's also not the only or the first conservative dating app uh none of which so far have been successful because probably they're tonally obnoxious. Um, <laughs> Sean Hannity launched Hannah Date, if you will oh, remember. Oh, no, I forgot about that. In the push years, yes. Oh, that's nightmarish. Uh, on top of that, it, it is getting pretty negative reviews. Um, obviously, none of these can be corroborated, but there are complaints, as always, about there being no women on it. And no women is what you might think if you, as I did, because Brianna sent it to me, watched the ad for this app. Brianna, <laughs> would you like to tell us oh my about god. this ad? Oh my god. Okay, again, I'm going to try to talk with respect, but um, there's an ad that came out a while back, and it, it's basically what women want. And it's got all a bunch of women just talking. They're like, oh, what I, what I want in a man is an alpha male vibe. I want a man that will really treat me like a woman. No Democrats. And it's just stuff like that. It's so unbelievably painful. Like, it hurts. Like, you're embarrassed for them and their families, even though you know they're probably actresses that are just doing a role and getting paid for it. But it was, I, oh, it was so cringy. And they're obviously doing this because they know these apps are going to have overwhelmingly dudes on it. And it, it turns out they were right. So I, mm-hmm. what did you think of the ad, of the ad Simone? My, I, I, I got through the first portion of it and I was like, this is cringy. And then there's one particular woman whose delivery was so bad that I was like, oh no, they're all actors. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lie. This is fake and a lie. Um, and it's not, not cringy because of that. But it also comes off more like an SNL digital short than yes. an ad for a dating service. Um, 
and like obvious, and then by the time you get to it and the the final question so the the premise of the ad is there's a, a kind of robotic male voice asking like what's important to you in a date uh what are you looking for in a man uh etc cetera, etc cetera. and then the final question is what are some red flags in dating and they all like go <laughs> democrats, democrats. <No. laughs> which is just such a like Oh, it's it's so silly. Oh it's such a silly thing. It is obviously oh scripted. Um but so yeah, that and that by the time I got there, I was like, wow, it definitely feels like a like like are we sure that an SNL writer didn't like moonlight and do this? <laughs> <laughs> but the the real joy of this and like that's just an that's just a cringy TV ad. That would not be enough to make it qualify for dessert. What has what has promoted it into the dessert panoply? The the Hall of Fame are the the reviews that have come out for this. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to read one right now. One star. I joined to see all the men in my area that I should avoid. <laughs> <laughs> And now Peter Thiel has your data and he's coming to drink your blood. What are you That's doing, right. girl? Oh, my God. Another one, uh, there's a Right Stuff user that claims uh, he was contacted by the FBI uh, after joining it just because the uh, the app, as you're signing up for it, asks you a few questions. And one of them is, what do you think about September, January 6th? <laughs> This one, this one, I don't believe this one. I think I think somebody's being very funny in the reviews here. Um, That being said, I want to believe. (laughs) Because doesn't he say he said that it asks you where you were on January 6th. Yeah, the, well, at least one of the ones that I read said that, and I'm like, "There's no freaking way." No, There's it really no does. Way. It really does. Does it, it? really does? This one, the uh, the questionnaire of this leaked ahead of time, so what? it was like, "What were you doing on January 6th?" Uh, and like a lot of people put celebrating, a lot of people put you know just whatever. But that's a hand to God, no BSing. That was one of the questions you're asked when you signed up. No. Yes. No. <laughs> ah. Ah. I don't know what to say. I love my country. I love the Second Amendment, and I love God. These days, it's hard to find a woman who values my patriotism, my faith. And after being ghosted by every match on Tinder, I decided to give this app a try. I created my profile, uploaded a selfie of me sitting in my truck with sunglasses, and it worked great. The interface was intuitive and easy to use. But the weird thing is, I couldn't find any women on it. I don't know. Maybe the app is bugged. I tried switching my preference to men, and loads of handsome men came up. I hope the developers fix this. By Douglas Root. absolutely fake, because there's no gay dating option, unless it changes gender. I I don't. Well, it says in the promo, they don't ask pronouns. So I mean, that's true. See, this is the problem. It's just a mess. It's just a mess. And I'm not going to sign up for it myself to test it because, again, I don't want Peter Thiel to find me. 
As if he uh, can't find me already with his palantir. So yeah. stupid. Yeah, there's a drone outside your window right now. Yeah. You're, you're making fun of this. That's what I'm that buzzing is. I'm just your average conservative who just wants to find me someone with the same views as me is not on that pronoun stuff at all. But I was surprised to see this app is more liberal than I could imagine. <laughs> there are conservatives out there who aren't Christian. I hate this app. Oh my One goodness. Star. One star. What's the average star rating? Can you see? I, I don't know that, but I would guess You're it's You're looking not at very screenshots. Many. Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly go into the app store and just see if I can find it. And uh after that we will move on and let everyone have their their time. You know what, Bree? Yeah. It's got a whole 2.1 stars. Wow. So I think that we have been, oh, age 17 and up. Huh? <laughs> okay. That's bad news for Roy Moore. <laughs> it is. It's bad news for everyone. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's good news for some people, but anyway. Uh, 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 Wow, I, I really thought it was going to be one. I I take it all back. Um, all right, well, that's interesting. Links to read about that in the show notes. Oh, if you gone. are if you're a conservative rocket listener, please sign up, and then we will literally have you on the show to talk about your experience. And that will be your only reward because the penalty will be giving your data to people that you know will not handle it safely. That's true. Will get you doxxed and will then steal your blood. So again, I don't advise it. (laughs) However, if you do want to be on the show, that's the price you have to pay. (laughs) Um, Brianna, what are you up to this week? Okay, so my husband sucks at giving gifts. He is terrible at it. I love him dearly, but he's just bad at at, at, at buying gifts. So he has heard me and also Christina on this show talk about our love for Earthbound. Um, Earthbound, if you don't know, was a Super NES game that came out in 1994 um, that was insanely expensive. It was $100 in 1994 dollars. Almost no one bought it. It's a cult favorite, uh, but they're really, really hard to get. And Frank surprised me uh, by buying me a real actual physical copy of earthbound which is insanely expensive uh to play on my actual snes hardware so uh since overwatch is down (laughs) and i can't play it uh i've been working my way through this uh i played the first like hour or two of it several times but i've never you know played through the whole game and that's what i'm working on doing now it is uh is weird and a lot of fun that's what i'm up to Awesome. I'm so happy for you. That's a good get. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I am watching nonstop Ryan Murphy's Fox Network's procedural drama 911. And I I don't really well, okay, I do do and think about other things. The thing is <laughs> that I think about Formula One and consume images of Formula One while I am watching 911. I think since since we last recorded this show, I think I've gone through four seasons. Oh my god. Of 
the procedural, the first responders procedural drama, 911. Um, would I recommend it? Yes. <laughs> uh, caveats, a lot. However, am I, am I emotionally satisfied and having a great time? Yes. Did I see them save a guy from a shark in a car crash? <laughs> Yes. Did I see them strap the shark to the front of the fire truck to release him humanely in the uh, in a harbor in Los Angeles? Yes. Yes, I did. Sold. Sold. I've never yes. seen this. I I must watch this. It's the anecdote I tell everyone because it has zero plot relevance and yet encapsulates everything you need to know about the show. So uh, it's like Law and Order, but with paramedics. What what is this? it? Is Final Destination, but with paramedics. <laughs> well, that's dark. That's really dark. Well, somehow. I mean, they do they do save a lot of lives. Um, that being said, a lot of the accidents that they respond to are just like. Oh my god. Like the very like trampoline springs exploding and pinning people to walls. Um there's a there there's of course the big the big two-part episodes where there's a natural disaster. So far there hasn't been a fire episode yet, although it is in LA. I imagine because that hits too close to home. However, we've had earthquakes, we've had tsunamis, we've had um treasure hunts we've had um sinkholes we've had jeeps falling from the sky we've had the shark we've had your typical stuff your uh robberies drunk drivers break-ins etc etc um we've had tiger tiger mauling that was a good one um there's so much there's so uh merry-go-round incident with eyeballs question mark interesting it's a very i it's a very fun show it there is some i i would say it's sort of propaganda aligned it attempts to deal with that but because it is mostly about firefighters and paramedics that's kind of like uh, uh, lighted in some ways not always um but you can just if you're me turn off your brain and uh have a have a time sitting for hours on your living room floor watching 911. <laughs> it sounds like what I should do is I should put this on my MacBook next to my gaming couch and then as I'm leveling up in Earthbound I literally watch... it's made yeah. for that. Yeah. That is what this show is for. That sounds great. Yes, it is streaming on Hulu. Um so that's where I'm watching it. Enjoy your life. Uh, if anyone wants to, if anyone's curious about 911 and is like, wow, Simone watched four seasons of this, she's sick. Um, but what if I could just watch one episode? I would say watch season four, episode six. Um, it is an episode where the fire station uh, gets jinxed and they respond to a bunch of uh, cursed and strange emergency calls. Oh my God. <laughs> It's so good. It's such a good show. Brianna, where can we find you online? Uh, for the time being, you can find me at Brianna Wu on Twitter. Someone out there, make a billion dollars, launch another Twitter because, uh, yeah, um, mm. I think my time there is elapsing. But enjoy it while you can. 
And you can find me uh, everywhere at Doom Quasar and my work at youtube.com slash polygon. Uh, if you are a boostie, a Rocket <gasps> Booster subscriber, you are about to hear a segment about an Irish dancing cheating scandal. Uh, if not, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rocket. Uh, if you would love to leave a review, we would super duper appreciate that. Uh, that helps other people find the show. And we hope that you have a lovely weekend. Also, you can get Rocket merch, uh, oh, yeah. our t-shirts, which are still on sale by going to rocket-merch.com. So you can. And they're so freaking good. Yes. They did a really good job with them. Um, This episode of Rocket is terminated. Terminated. <laughs>